Should we be recording? Come on, JP, no. let's go. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's not how it is. No, no, I'm teasing, no, I'm teasing. That's not how it is. Welcome to the East Main Media Podcast, a series of conversations featuring leaders in a variety of subjects, including business, politics, media, and the arts. For more information, visit eastmainmedia.com forward slash podcast. Now here's your host, Brian Brodeur. Tell me the story how you connected with Roz Baraka, Mayor Roz Baraka of Newark. So I had this idea that if I could somehow partner with the city in general, seeing how progressive the mayor is, knowing that he can't tackle that on his own. So I thought, well, I can help with that. If he's giving opportunity and saying, here's here's a vehicle, guys, I'm going to give you this, but he can't teach the financial education part because he's not a financial advisor and we're already teaching people for free going to their houses or they come to our office and we draw up a whole financial plan for free custom made based on their living situation now that's what you do for a living that's what i do for a living (laughs) right why not say to the mayor hey i can help you with this small part that'll make a big difference so i wrote up a proposal and i sent it i know i sent it to his office at one point, because I met some people that told me to do that. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, you're completely crazy. This is never going to happen. I'm like, watch this. <laughs> and just by divine intervention, Brian, because I can't call it anything else, <laughs> one of my favorite places in Newark is the Hain and Co. building. The Express Newark part of it, which is owned by Rutgers, mm-hmm. this is like a cold workspace. Everybody just kind of meets there. And I've been meeting great people there, right? I'm going up there just to hang out for five seconds, you know, see who's there, mm-hmm. you know, shoot the breeze with a, a couple friends maybe, and then I'm out of there. I'm walking through the door. It's a nice, bright, sunny day. I'm pulling the door open to walk in, and something just tells me, look to your left. <laughs> I look to the left. I see the mayor and two of his bodyguards heading my way about to come into the Hayden Cole building. Being a gentleman, I held the door for him. He's the mayor. You're supposed to hold the door right, for after him. After you, Mr. After mayor. After you, Mr. Mayor, right? <laughs> I said, well, if you're here, then something important must be going on. He turned and looked at me and goes, there's a Forbes event going on upstairs. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It just so happens that my company is Forbes listed. Uh And he raises an eyebrow. He goes, oh, well, come on. (laughs) I said, oh, don't mind if I do. So here I am. Hitching a ride. Hitching a ride. (laughs) I love it. Trying to be humble. So I got half of a grin on my face, walking with Roz and his two bodyguards. So everybody's just waving at us. I don't even know if he remembers this, right? Um, everybody's <laughs> waving as we're going upstairs, and we go in. And now we're standing there. I'm kind of just taking it all in, trying to see who's there. And funny thing is, is the old director, she sees me, that I know, Talisha Johnson, and she does like a double take. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah I know this guy was saying this crazy stuff, but now he's standing here with the mirror, right? And so, you know, I'm talking to her and her boss, and as the mayor's getting ready to go on stage, mm-hmm. they're micing him up. And I turn to him. Because I'm thinking, hey, stupid, you're here with the mayor. Why don't you ask him about the proposal? Yeah. And I said, by the way, did you ever get my proposal? And he goes, no, what proposal? And I said, I had an idea to help raise the average net worth of Nork by $10,000 in the next 10 years. And, you know, I'll teach people for free. And he does another eyebrow yeah, raising like a bing. Yeah. He goes, oh, really? And I said, yeah, I actually have a copy in my car. He goes, I'm going on stage in about 20 minutes. Go get it. I said, okay. <laughs> now, I played it cool. I didn't run out the building immediately. I said, okay. I kind of hung back. And when he wasn't looking, got out of there. I yeah. moved, walked out. 
Right, I went, I got it. it. I brought it back to him. He put it on the inside of his, his suit jacket. Mm -hmm. Then he went on stage, it was a wonderful event. It was just a great experience overall. And then I saw him, I think later that day, he had like a victory party. I think that's the day that he actually won the election. Cool, yeah. So I saw him at his victory party, and he looks at me, and I look at him, I'm like, hey, did you read it? He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. From there, I just followed up, followed up. Yeah. And, you know, fast forward again, I met with the director of special projects as suggested by Mayor Baraka's assistant. Sure. And I had to shout out this person, Shakira McKnight, who's doing wonderful things in the city for the youth department all of that, she actually walked me to or introduced me to Mr. Trevor Phillips, who is the director of special projects for Newark. Fast forward, we've got the deal, and now I'm at the um, Vince Lombardi Centers of Hope every Tuesday at six o'clock, you know, just having this conversation with people, you know, for six weeks. So that's just really wonderful. I'm having a great time. I love that story. The thing that stands out to me, I wanted to highlight, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, is you got to recognize the moment. You know, you were yeah. prepared both mentally. I mean, you're mm -hmm. thinking about this. You had the idea and you prepared the proposal. You had it and printed in your car. But figure. none of that really matters mm -hmm. if you don't have that moment at the door and you have that opportunity to say, hey, Mr. Mayor. And not everybody takes that shot, you know. Right, yeah. Why? Why did you do it? Tell us the secret behind that. Well, here's the thing. For me, the mission is important, Brian. So that little bit of fear that people have, really, it's ego. Mm. You'd only be afraid to speak to a Roz or anybody because you feel like they might shoot you down and that would bruise your ego. You have to be willing to take the no. You have to be willing to take the maybe slight little insult or whatever because you need to know who you are. If you know you're adding value to people and you know that you really care about people, it really doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter if the mayor tells you no. It doesn't matter if your family says, oh, this is a crazy idea. It doesn't matter if your boyfriend or girlfriend says, no, just keep your job and don't aspire for that. What really matters is how you feel about yourself and really look at the history of human beings, right? You know, the Wright brothers. I mean, just look at New York City or look at Newark. I mean, there's skyscrapers that were built by human hands. So who are you to think that you couldn't do something great? I cannot accept that for myself and for anybody. I just can't see why you would think that if you have this really great idea, why it's unachievable, you it, know? It's all just an idea, right? It's right. harmless. Yeah. It's free. It's free. You know? Yeah. You know, bring it into fruition, man. So let me dive in. Where do you get that confidence? How did you arrive where you are? I've always been a dreamer, Brian. I've always wanted to do great things. My grandfather who was my hero, by the way. He was the Montclair Democratic chairman for years. But let's rewind. He was one of the first black policemen in Montclair, New Jersey. He also started off very, just very poor. Mm. His mom died at a young age. His father wasn't really around, so he was like responsible for all of his sisters and brothers. And they made it. They made it, eventually came up to Montclair and really did great things for our family. So I, I always kind of looked at that and just admired him being that I didn't have a dad. My mom also died at a very young age. I was five years old and my grandfather was raising me with the help of my aunt Sandy and other family members it was mainly my grandparents and my aunt and just watching the great things that he did. I mean, some of the rooms 
that I got to go into, Brian, with my grandfather, who also uh, was a homicide detective for the prosecutor's office of Essex County. Oh, wow. You know, and this ties me to Newark now, and, and I'll sure. touch on that in a second. We went to banquets with politicians, Joe DiVincenzo, mm-hmm. John Corazine, Nia Gill, Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver, Phil Thigpen, Chris Durkin. A lot of these people, I know I'm probably missing some, but I got to be in rooms with them and just see what high-level greatness was like, what opulence looked like, and to see what power was like. I mean, people had to have sit-downs with my grandpa before they wanted to do certain things in certain places. Hmm. And so I kind of always said in my head, I'm going there. Now, how I was going to get there, I wasn't really sure as a youth. You know, I tried music, I tried different things, but the goal always was for me to help people because you could just see a lot of people were suffering. A lot of people are still suffering. Losing my mom at a young age and some other things I went through, I knew I was suffering. And I felt my way of kind of healing my own pain would be to help others because when you give a guy a dollar or two dollars or you help a friend with something, that chemical release, those endorphins that you get, it's just a feel-good thing. Mm -hmm. You really can't buy that. There's really no amount to it. And so helping people on a great level has always been something that I wanted to do. So in order for me to do that, how can I have fear? How can I be a parent and inspire my girls and be afraid of anything if I want to set them up, if I want to reach out to the people that are just really low and at the bottom? I have to lead by example. I have to show them what it's like so that we can have the same conversation. I could tell my story and say, hey, look, me doing that doesn't mean that you can't. I say can is a four-letter word. And when somebody says that they can't, I just look at him like, you're crazy. Stop cursing me. You can. Don't tell me that you can't. Show me why you can. We'll be right back to the conversation after this brief message from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by JLC Accounting. Bookkeeping, accounting, tax preparation, and advisory. Visit jlc-accounting.com. And by Tap Into TV original video programming covering topics of interest in New Jersey, New York, and beyond. Visit tapintotv.net. Clearly your grandfather was a role model, you know, Big time. just by default. You know, you, mm-hmm. you looked up to him and he had position of importance, both as a policeman and then later as a detective with the Newark department. Mm-hmm. And clearly that trickles down to you with your family, as you said. Mm-hmm. So let me bridge this out. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things you and I have talked about is your vision for taking your educational seminars mm-hmm. beyond Essex County, beyond New Jersey, mm-hmm. that there's a national place for this kind of movement, for this kind of yeah. education, this role for people like you, you know, right. who yeah. want to to be role models in this way. Tell me about that vision. Here's the idea. Moreover, in the urban communities, there's a lot of trouble. There's gangs, drugs, poverty, abuse and neglect of children, dilapidated housing, which just leads to other types of bad things. And and really, on a higher level, almost on the, in the spirit realm, the, the vibrational feeling that people get from seeing just negativity all the time, it's just they don't believe that they can get out. And usually a lot of that stems from, I can't afford to. That's too expensive, you know? 
Well, you talked about we talked about compounding interest, and it's mm-hmm. almost like compounding negativity. It's like these things yes. feed into each other; they connect, they feed back, yeah, and that can create a negative one, and negative one is negative five, right? You know, and it can really become a problem. So, yeah, I wanted to get to this topic of what resonated with me was this idea that you're doing these seminars, you're spreading this optimism, but also this education that hey. You can do this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, someone comes to your Tuesday seminars and you're talking about, hey, it's not this huge leap. Like, right. you know, you can save money. You can learn about investing and we can do it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have the Learjet. You don't need to have <laughs> 10,000 shares of Facebook stock. Not at first, yeah. But hey, you know, that's fine. You can get mm-hmm. there. But right. you, that's not the key to entry. Right. right, yes. So again, tell me about how this can play out beyond New Jersey and, and how it can go national, frankly, international. It's super simple, you know, just showing people that they can and that it's not a leap, it's a step. And the great thing about what we do in, in my company in particular is you're taking steps, sometimes you might trip. We're there to hold your hand mm-hmm. and pick you right back up. You know, you could call me, you could text me, you could Facebook me, Instagram me about an issue and you're going to get a response. So it's not... I'm opening the door and you got to walk through it and walk around the room by yourself. We're going to open the door together. We're going to walk around. We're going to explore this whole thing together until you get to the end, until you get to where you need to be, even if it's forever. It's a marriage. It's not a touch and go thing with us. And so just that feeling of togetherness and leadership Mm -hmm. is the way we could take it nationally and worldwide, showing that it can be done. Because again, you know, in our company, there's enough proof. You can look at people right inside the company and see that anybody, black, white, Hispanic, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, non-denominational, right. Buddhist, whatever, there's enough proof that people have achieved this. Some people from the inner city, some not, but there's room for everybody, you know, and I think that's how we could tackle it on a national level, on a statewide level. And then, you know, I, I want to touch on this too for a second is that there's other examples too. There's other financial freedom enthusiasts out there that are in plain sight. And for our community in particular, you've got people like Jay-Z, you've got people like uh, Meek Mill, you got people like, this name hasn't came up in a while, but Chameleonaire, Nas, who, who invested in Ring, and everybody knows Ring, mm-hmm. made a bunch of money off of venture capitalism, right? And then, you know, one more person I want to give homage to is Nipsey Hussle, who recently passed away, but even more directly, he showed you that somebody from his position starting off to where he got to, it can be done. This is how you do it. And this is the conversations that we need to have. And it, it doesn't have to come from an outside party. Right here, you've been shown. Right here, you've been shown. So just follow that steps. And there's people everywhere to help you. So no, I'm not Jay-Z, Brian, but I can show you what he did. This is the system that he follows. Because even Warren Buffett, who's his mentor, named our company number three stock that you should have in your portfolio. Whoa. And we're showing you the same things. Investing, insurance, right? College funds for kids. Have a will. Have a living will. You know, have multiple streams of income, 
right, which can still be done um, on a lower level. You don't have to be Jeff Bezos to have multiple streams of income. You can start right here and group economics. Okay, what type of business can you, your brother, your sister, cousin, aunt, and uncle get into where you're you, you can't get the whole hundred percent of the profits. You're not doing hundred percent of the work. Right. But you can get ten percent of the profits to add to your daytime job just doing that. And you can drive Uber at the same time. You can make it work. Maximize your time using the people around you. And doing that, you start to bring your community together, if that makes sense. You know, it makes perfect sense. And some of it's common sense, you know. Yeah. Now, this is stuff you're covering in your Tuesday seminars. Yeah. Wow. How can people learn more about you, connect to you? Give me your kind of social media handles. What's sure. the best way for people to, to connect with you? I'm a big lover of Instagram, Brian. Oh, yeah. um, so if you are a user of Instagram, you can contact me at Mr. Wilkins underscore. So that's M-R period. Uh-huh. Wilkins, W-I-L-K-I-N-Z with an underscore. And I'm right there. Feel free to DM me, ask me questions, leave comments on certain things. And, and really, there's so much more content that I can and will get into moving forward. And there's a lot of people that we can reach really together. I mean, the door is open for anybody that really hears this and says, man, this is something I've been looking for and I want to get involved. Well, listen, I can't serve the whole city of Newark by myself. There's 300,000 of those people, right? And then the whole state, there's millions. You know, let's work together. You know, I just had an idea, but I want to work with people and, and connect people to people. I mean, we're really connected, right? You know, in my little chapter of the business. So... Well, look, I mean, one, one of the challenges we have is that we're all connected, but we're isolated at the same time. Yeah. We're all looking at our phones. We're behind our computers. Yeah. But an old Essex County friend of mine said, people got to do business with people. Ah, you know, yes. business is done one to one. And that's there you go. That's why I wanted you to come in here to uh, to talk to me because I was fascinated about your story. Mm. And, I, and I'm inspired. I'm, I'm thrilled about the things you're doing in Newark and beyond. And I'm, yeah, I can thank only you. thank you for coming in to talk. No problem, Brian. Like I said, it's an honor to be here. And I'm hoping and praying that this relationship extends for years and years to come. There's plenty of trouble you and I can get into. Oh, well, let's do it. <laughs> well, let's start. I'm going to take a picture. We'll put it on Instagram. Sure. And again, I can only thank you so much for coming in to talk. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of East Main Media, hosted by Brian Brodeur. Special thanks to audio engineer J.P. Conk and senior producer, Kayla Galka. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a good rating. For more information, visit eastmainmedia.com. And thanks for listening.